we're out on that line and this is crazy but this is our podcast so subscribe maybe i'm jeff with our co-host alex alex how you doing this week (laughs) oh jeff i am the tower of power too sweet to be sour funky like a monkey Ooh, the sky's the limit and space is the place and we got a great episode for you today jeff tell them about it so we are going to be talking about the newest from carly ray jepson uh of call her maybe or call me maybe fame is call is that was that a podcast call her maybe yeah call her daddy oh that's yeah see pop culture just getting my brain all confused um (laughs) so call me maybe which took over the goddamn planet probably what seven years ago or something like that whenever it was but i mean just was everywhere just was one of those like ubiquitous pop songs like the macarena something like that where it's just everywhere but it was a good pop song like you couldn't really find fault with it it was just like a perfectly constructed like nuclear weapon of a pop song and those sorts of things like driver's license you know sometimes you just hit a slipstream in pop culture and your song just absolutely rockets to the moon and that's exactly what happened for her with call me maybe and so i think she's just kind of developed a pretty loyal following over the years since then because i think she's overall looked at as just like kind of a solid classic pop artist you know in in a lot of the the type of music she does um but i don't know i think just the attitude and and it seems like she's like having fun and i think just simply because she made it out of canada you know i think i think that does make her a hero like that's not easy to do yeah, doing that without a hockey stick in your hand is it's not the easiest thing in the world, but I'll tell you that. It's unheard of. Yeah. Only Drake. <laughs> Only Drake. No other Canadian pop star. Only Drake. And they just uh I think it it also kind of brings up the question cuz I just think of that time that Call Me Maybe was like just absolutely everywhere. And then I think back to so many songs like it happened with Britney Spears and like obviously the Backstreet Boys and like all of these pop songs like obviously they have a formula and they stick to it. But a lot of those songs are like, there's a reason they just are just complete and total earworms. Because if there's a formula, it means anybody technically could do that, right? Like you could just listen to a song, break down the structure, understand, okay, now we have chorus A, chorus B, then we do them back to back, and then we repeat one of them, and then we do the verse, whatever it is. And you have certain people sing certain parts and you always have your little like vocal runs that one certain person in the band does. You know, it's like you have this formula. So it means like anybody can do it. But why is it not? Why don't every single song that gets made like that become as popular as Call Me Maybe as like Backstreet's Back or like Hit Me Baby One More Time? You know, I think it's I think it just you have to have something appealing about the artist as well. And there has to be some sort of like, I guess, connection. It's maybe that old like words and music argument from Eddie and the Cruisers where it's like there has to, you can have the perfect structure. Fine. A lot of people can do that. A lot of people have done it. You also have to have some like the kind of undescribable like extra something that makes that appealing to the general public to blow up in a way that Call Me Maybe blew up. The thing is... uh, it's a deadly weapon because you have nobody really expects anything of 
pop. And I mean that in a very specific kind of way. Because like Olivia Rodrigo is making pop and pop punk pretty firmly. Billie Eilish, I think, I would never say she made pop and she's transitioning out. And pop's not a dirty word. Pop is, like you said, you just kind of have to like feed people these kind of songs. And the trick is don't, and this sounds mean as hell, the trick is don't overextend your reach. Don't go someplace you know you can't go. Keep it right in the middle, keep it right in the pocket and make a song like Call Me Maybe if that's what you got in the tank. And I'm not mm -hmm. saying, I'm not saying that Carly Rae Jepsen only has that in the tank. I'm just saying she found that success because bam, right in the middle. I just met you, this mm -hmm. is crazy. Here's my number, Call Me Maybe. Done, finished. It's a perfectly structured, perfectly executed pop, song as pop as pop gets in the very specific it's not a catch-all it's these songs that are designed to be like top 10 earworm mm -hmm. kind of stuff like the charts i sound like a fucking huge hipster i don't care <laughs> i uh, your honor i yield my time and i don't i don't think it's in, in this is coming from a podcast where we have certainly both said some very hipster things several times over the years here and it's it's okay to say what it is i mean there's a reason that these you know you look at the songwriting credits on a lot of these songs and the person singing them is usually not high on the list or they're you know if they're on there it's for other people so you know how much did they have to do with like creating that sound it's like they added their personality and i guess their appeal to it which is what generally I think makes it successful because they write these songs for a zillion people. Like when you find somebody that's really good, what what was the guy's name? Max Martin, I think was a producer and songwriter for a long time that did like tons of songs for other people. Ed Sheeran is like one of the most prolific songwriters in music. I mean, take or leave, you know, whatever however you feel about his music, it's pretty, you know, it's whatever. Um, it's elevator music basically at this point. But you know, there's no denying, like you look at his songwriting credits, it's a million of them, but there's like, somebody has to like sell those songs too. You know what I mean? It, they were, they're not going to be successful if the person doing that is not appealing in some form or fashion. You know, I think pretty rarely do you have, unless they are producing that music themselves, pretty rarely are you going to have somebody that's not like picked specifically because they have the charisma you know, they have the dance talent there. They can actually sing, you know, whatever it is, you know, they have something that's going to draw people to that song more than just the writing because that writing happens all the time. Well, Jeff, we can't all be Frank Zappa. He had charisma <laughs> coming out of his ears, that man. The premier misanthrope. And you know something? I do the Frank Zappa bit on the show every time. Well, most every time. And people mm. would know that if they went to youtube.com forward slash c forward slash out on that line that's right we're getting the plug out of the way at the beginning again it's what you got to do you got to play the game you can watch us play the you can watch the evolution of this podcast which we talking about hipster stuff and hipster takes i wouldn't be upset if this whole thing completely devolved into a hot take factory just nonsensical indefensible hot steaming takes I would absolutely do it to just just to be ironic and cheeky and have fun. I'll do it to be an asshole. I'll do it. 
if people keep watching because if they keep watching the channel is going to grow and what is that channel again oh that's right youtube.com forward slash c forward slash out on that line where you need to subscribe you need to like you need to turn notifications on you need to leave comments check out the reactions and the podcast and all the other shit we have at youtube.com forward slash c forward slash out on that line man it's it's like throwing a boomerang I don't know if anybody's ever thrown one successfully, but it's very satisfying when you do. It's like you throw it and it starts turning. You're like, is it going to, is it going to work this time? And then it, it always comes back around every single time. Our Australian listeners are really going to appreciate that one. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. They're going to love it. You fucking drongo. Yeah. Uh, They'll just tell us to do more John Farnham and cold chisel. There you go. (laughs) And it's great music, so I I think I will get back to that soon. Sure. Uh, but what do you say we get into talking about the newest album from Carly Rae Jepsen? We've been teasing it this whole time. This one's called The Loveliest Time, and it came out just the end of July, so just like a week and a half ago. Um, this is apparently the companion album to The Loneliest Time, which came out uh, a couple years ago, I think. Um, so I didn't realize that at first, I just saw that the new album had come out. I know she's like developed and kept a following and remained pretty popular even after being what most would consider a one hit wonder. Um, her fans probably would feel differently, but you know, I haven't heard of anything she's done other than that one song. And I think she did something for one of the movies or something at one point. Um, but this one I was like, I'd be, I was like interested cause I was like, I wonder what a pure pop album is gonna sound like you know we hadn't done a lot of that i remember i really liked charlie xcx i love dua lipa you know we've done a lot of like just pure pop albums and i've really enjoyed them so i figured let's try this one out um and i think it was at the end of the day kind of a mixed bag for me as far as the things i really really took a liking to and things that i just really thought were I don't, generic is going to sound really harsh, but that's kind of what it was to me. It was just like, it didn't have a lot of punch. You know, it didn't have a lot of that appeal I was talking about to like draw me into the song. Um, Cause the lyrics just weren't there on a few of them, but there were a couple, couple of jams on this one. So I thought it was pretty interesting to listen to this and find out, you know, this was released because I think her fans are so dedicated that they wanted the songs that they found out had been recorded, but not released yet. And you know, that's, no matter what you think about this album personally, I mean, to have a fan base that strong, I think is, is pretty good. So that's what I kind of like went into it. I was like, what do people love about this? And I think I found some spots where I got it and found some spots where I just, I didn't. Here's where I take the L in this whole thing. I'm pretty sure I listened to the last album. I think it came mm-hmm. out last year and I'm pretty sure I listened to it specifically because I was like, I want to see what Carly Rae Jepsen has in the tank. Is this something different? I got to know. I'm pretty sure I listened to that album. The fact that I don't remember definitively sums up kind of the way that I feel about this album. Mm -hmm. I think maybe I would have gotten more out of it if I had listened to the two albums back to back sequentially. That's a lot of the scuttlebutt I've seen is like, oh, and compared to this, because apparently she's prolific with B-sides. She's basically like abandoned the single format now and is like, here's a bunch of stuff I recorded because she's like super prolific with just creating these songs. Yeah. 
and and not to King Gizzard levels necessarily, no. but has enough stuff to put out. And again, it kind of sums up my whole experience with this album to say, I don't remember if I heard the last one. And I really gave this one a serious, serious listen. Headphones and everything. And I do it all the different ways, right? Headphones, mm-hmm. car, work. Hanging out with like, you know, headphones, a speaker, and your car. The three different ways. Take it in a bunch of different ways. You might catch something you didn't catch before. Mm-hmm. I got through my headphone listen, and then I was like, all right, I'm going to listen in the car on the way to work. And that didn't happen. Oh, well, I'll listen on the bows when I get to work. That didn't happen. I didn't listen to it except for that one time. Because I was so checked out on it by the time it was done and the sounds mean and this sounds like a dig it's just it's i call cilantro it's just not something that i like or something that i feel is made for me and i don't mean like i need the weird stuff man i'm all over the place you can give me jason isbell you can give me frank zappa i but like and it doesn't have to be something i, I love again olivia rodrigo fantastic she's not reinventing the wheel there's just something about this that I suspect was not like made for me and doesn't hit with me. So I listened to it one time and I went, mm-hmm. I got everything I need to get out of this for this discussion I'm going to have with Jeff. And that's the long and short of it. And that I feel like, you know, and I gave it a couple good listens and there was a few songs on there that I was like, okay, that was a jam. Probably three or so. Um, I, I, Kind of, it kind of got me excited because the first half of the album was pretty slow. And I was like, okay, it's a little slow. Didn't Wasn't crazy about the lyrics. And then you hit a couple songs in the middle that start to pick up a little bit. You know, take on a little bit of a darker kind of, you know, maybe they were going through like minor chord progressions in the song. So it had a little bit kind of darker feel to it. Because none of it was a very like depressing album or anything like that none of it really had a, a really dark tone to it just a couple of the songs gave me like a almost like a billy eilish bad guy sort of vibe which i thought was like a really cool kind of sound and there was a couple songs that had like some more upbeat sort of feeling to it but there were the the kind of ballads or the slower songs really did not land with me at all you know and i think they're just it didn't seem like full enough I guess I don't know what the I don't know how else to describe it because I think we always talk about how it's better to not do too much but I feel like it's also better to not do too little and I think a lot of this had that issue for me where when you listen to like future nostalgia by Dua Lipa and and I don't think I'm being like totally unfair comparing this album to other fantastic pop albums we've done in the past you know when you think of like future nostalgia like I can think of four songs on that album off the top of my head that are absolute bangers that I could go back and listen to at any time. And then I can also start like, once I really think about it, start recalling other songs on that album. Same thing with like Charlie XCX, Olivia Rodrigo, Sour. You know, there's a lot of albums where it's like they really hit and resonated. So this one, when compared to that and kind of, I guess where my expectations were given like how her fan base has really like stuck around with her given what my expectations were for what I was going to get, it really just didn't didn't match up with those in the end. 
I had no expectations for it. I was like, she could either surprise and do something out of left field. She could just create like a straight, serviceable pop, like super pop album. And that's fine too. And then for me, it's like, she just like kind of coasted down for me this very uninteresting lane, which sucks because... I love what you're saying about it being, about her style being fun. I admire that she's as prolific as she is. I'm not saying she sucks. She doesn't suck. It's just for me, this, for the kind of people that like that kind of thing, it's the kind of thing they like. And I'm not mm. one of those people. So I, I was trying to be super duper fair to it, but I think it just didn't, I think it's the double edged sword, right? Of being upbeat and having a, a sense of fun and kind of delivering this light experience, but you run the risk of being like kind of disposable in that sense. And that's kind of what I got out of it was it's like, all right, well, this is just maybe like overly fluffy for me. And it's, it's, it's kind of, it's hard to assess. It's hard to be critical of because what she's doing, she does well. It's not for me, and I can't keep saying that. And I don't want to... I feel unfair critiquing her because I'm not into this kind of thing. So I really can only give, like, my gut reaction to stuff. The only, like, one thing that I really enjoyed... I don't even remember the name of the song. Psychedelic Explosion, Quantum Entanglement. Uh, psychedelic Switch. There you go. Yeah, that song... That I hope you're about to say that song was a bop because that, that was the one that I picked out that I was like, it was pretty good. It it was the one. It was definitely the one. Mm-hmm. And I didn't remember the name of it. So again, that should tell you everything you need to know about the experience that I had yeah. with this album. Yeah. Yeah, that's and I mean, that that I think that's exactly where I ended up as well. Um, I will shout out. I think the song Shy Boy was one that was really that I that I thought was pretty good. Kamikaze was pretty good. So they had like little spots in there i guess that through my first listen i was like those spots kind of kept getting me excited because i was like okay if i have out of a song out of an album with like what 15 13 tracks if five of them six of them are very good and i get you know half or a little more that are like good songs i was like and that's kind of what i was on pace for or so i thought through the first part of the album and then it just kind of stayed basically the same all the way through and I think if you were excited for a Carly Rae Jepsen album, you're going to love this one. Would be my would be my guess is you're going to absolutely think this album is the greatest thing since sliced bread or since the last thing she came out with. I think if you're coming into this expecting like a banger pop album with songs like heat seeking missiles like call me maybe on it, you're not going to get that on this album here. Um, I think if you enjoy, I think she, what she needs to do, I would love her to see, see her go on like a hard, like kind of Mitski sort of kick, like just get weird. Like clearly she's not, cause some of this stuff is not your typical kind of pop fair, I guess on this album, like the way some of the structures are, it gets a little bit off kilter, um, from what you'd consider like a typical top 40 type pop music. Lean into that. Like see what you see what you get from there because I feel like this is kind of a half step. You're like trying to do something different, but it's it's still just trying to do, you know. I guess just hit a different pose within the same frame, 
and it doesn't really change anything about the sound other than make it feel less familiar than I think pop music should. Um, and it's, it really takes me out of it for that reason. Like you get those little tastes from, you know, psychedelic switch and songs like that, but it's too few and far between on the album overall. Um, for me, I'm going to say skip it because I, I just really didn't find enough there to love. And I feel like if you're a Carly Rae Jepsen fan and you knew about this album, you've probably already listened to it anyway. So me saying stream, it isn't going to make a difference. That post Malone album that we listened to was pretty bad mm-hmm. and it, and it doesn't get better with age, but I took that ride. There was enough going on there, too much going on there that it kept me invested enough to be like, where the fuck is he going with this? And, you know, in the end, the ride was a, a ripoff, but I took the ride and I, while I was on it, it felt like the right thing to do. This didn't pull me in. Like you said, it gets off to a slow start. Five songs in before I was like, I feel a little bit of energy here. Mm-hmm. It, it, it didn't do enough to reach out and suck me in. If it had been one incredible song followed by like two or three kind of sleepy cuts, I wouldn't have minded it as much. But it, it didn't start out in a way that was like, I demand your attention for the next 45 mm-hmm. minutes. And it just never achieved liftoff for me. Again, I'm not going to say she sucks. For the people that like that kind of thing, it's the kind of thing that they like. I hate to have it kind of be like, it's not a cop-out episode. It's being truthful about the fact that I could only get through it once and it was elevator music to me. I don't think it's elevator music in its truest form, down in its soul. But to me, came and went. And for that reason, I have to say skip it. Yeah, and I think, is this the first, like, double skip it in a while? Might be. Might Well, I don't know. Did we both give Post Malone a skip it? I know I did. I think I might have said stream it. I okay. think I might have taken it a little easy due to personal bias and my feelings about Posty. Um, you know, I'm not above that. There's no, we make hey, the rules here. There's no I'll honor system as I here. See fit. Yeah, yeah, there's no, I'll, I'll, I'll vote how I see fit. But this one, yeah, I, I just, I think... Me, if if my opinion was going to sway you one way or the other, then I'm going to say skip it because if it's not going to sway you, you've already listened to this album. So I'm going to say skip it. I don't I don't feel bad about it. Um, I I hope she gets she does something a little more exciting next time around. I don't know what her other content has been like, but this was not call me maybe. I was kind of hoping I was going to get one or two of those just like that, like Defcon One level pop music but just uh wasn't there no a, a killer hook the ability to write a diesel hook is like no other it's the ultimate weapon and there just weren't any hooks on this whole mm-hmm. thing and i honestly whether she does something different or keeps doing this sincerely like good luck to her because she seems nice she's prolific People are very loyal to her and enjoy what she's doing. So why, why fuck with that? Yeah. But I shan't be coming with you. Not that you need me, but I shan't be joining you next time. No, but we do have some exciting weeks coming up here. So we have, we have albums from artists like Queens of the Stone Age coming up here from Tyler Childers, from Mitski from Kali Uchis. 
So we've got kind of a full loaded plate going through August here and then into September. But if you folks have anything that you want us to cover, you know, we do have other ways of getting content out. So it may not be a full podcast episode. Maybe it's something you want us to do on our reaction videos. Maybe it's something you want us to do on a singles episode. Maybe just a mention at the beginning of a show. It's a little tidbit of news instead of a piece of music. Whatever it is that you want us to know, tell us down in the comments down below on youtube.com forward slash C forward slash out on that line. If you're not already subscribed, please do so. Let's us keep doing what we're doing. And Alex, do you have any closing thoughts this week? I don't want to fuck that up. It was beautiful. You've done well, <laughs> my son. It's just, you know, it's like how it, when a parrot learns to talk here it enough times, it's just muscle memory. My beautiful parrot flew today and I couldn't be prouder. <laughs> uh, well, until next time.